croutons. Space croutons, season three point one four. Space croutons, season three point one four. Join us for a tale or two. A story. of the circumference of any circle to the diameter of that circle, regardless of the circle size, this ratio will only be equal pi. Did somebody say pi? The cortex left the residue with hours that were somewhat new. We traveled through both space and time, snow globes and it was sublime. Space moved on, season 3.14. Say what? Space The distance of time, approximately 3.14159265358979323832789502881971693999 Welcome listeners, you've tuned in to Space Croutons, and you've caught us in the midst of our search for the creepy crouton killer. If you remember from last time, we rendezvoused with four of the world's greatest detectives. <coughs> Okay, four of the world's oldest detectives who were great in their own minds, I I mean, their own time, and they explained their theory about how the murders were staged, that each murder was taken from the board game Clue. Sally, run down what we have so far. Oh, yes, of course. Shanty in the kitchen with a revolver. Sadney in the billiard room with a wrench. Raymond in the library with a rope. Cleo in the dining room with a candlestick. And the three field mice in the ballroom with a knife. I have to admit, it is pretty creepy how closely that follows the game of Clue, which begs the question, what's left? At this point, Cordy, the lead pipe hasn't been used as a weapon. And for rooms, the conservatory, the hall, the study, and the lounge have not been used. I wonder what it all means. I do have additional background information about the game and its origin. Maybe it will provide a clue. If you will forgive the pun. Go right ahead, Sally. The clue game was the brainchild of Anthony and Delva Pratt. They created it during the UK air raids of World War II. Sort of like how a group of siblings developed a comedic sci-fi storytelling podcast during the COVID-19 pandemic? Hmm, go figure. Maybe the BBC or PBS will do a story on them, paving the way to fame and glory. Well, like they say in the UK, carry on, Sally. Well, the Pratts had heard about murder mystery games played by some of Anthony's clients and were also very familiar with popular detective fiction of the time from authors like Agatha Christie. During the air raids, they developed the game, working out scenarios and eventually patenting and selling it to the UK games manufacturer, Waddington's, which originally released it under the name of Cluedo. Uh, Gesundheit? No, Cluedo was the name of the game. Anyway, unlike the modern version, it included an axe, 
a cudgel or stick, a small bomb, a rope, a dagger, a revolver, a hypodermic needle, poison, and a fireplace poker as weapons. The original characters were Dr. Black, Mr. Brown, Mr. Gold, the Reverend Mr. Green, Ms. Gray, Professor Plum, Miss Scarlet, Nurse White, Mrs. Silver, and Colonel Yellow. That is quite a lineup. Wait, there is more. Adaptations for the stage, TV, and big screen include Clue, the musical, the British TV series, Cluedo, and in 1985, starring one of my all-time favorites, Tim Curry, Clue, the film. One of my favorites as well. Thank you, Sally. Hopefully there is a clue in there somewhere. <laughs> Happy to help, Cordy. May I suggest we take a quick break for a word from today's sponsor? Sounds like a plan. Who is it? Today's sponsor is CDPB. CBD? What have you gotten us into? No, CDPB. Cordy's, dads, pigs, in blankets. My snap, it has a first name. It's P-I-G-G-Y My snack, it has a second name B-L-K-T-S Oh, I love to face it every day And if you ask me what I'll say It's Herdy's that has piggies in B-L-A-N-K-E-S Tired of frying your fish, broiling your beef, chasing down your chicken, or hacking up your ham? Well, C-D-P-B, it's got the answer We'll take the muss and fuss right out of your meal prep. We'll catch it, clean it, and process it into those favorite little appetizers you wanted to eat every night as a kid. How? Curdy's Dad's Piggies and Blankets. Filled with the protein of your choice. It may even have a few extra pieces from the previous customer's order. Or even critters roaming the slaughterhouse. After all, parts is parts. But always under the FDA's limit of parts per million. And did you say vegetarian? Vegan? No problem. There are so many nuts and beans we can mix together, we still got you covered. So whatever turns your crank, we'll form it into those tasty wee-wee treats your tiny lips love to kiss, packed with that unique P&B processed flavor you got used to as a tot. My snack, it has a first name. It's P-I-G-G-Y. My snack has a second name. B-L-K-T-S. Oh, I love to taste it every day, and if you ask me what I'll say, it's Birdie's dad has piggies and B-L-A-N-K-T-S. Just go to cdpb.com and order today. Thank you, Sally. And what a surprise. You know, my dad used to say, it's always better to have one pig in a blanket than two rooting around in your garbage. And as an added benefit, they'll keep you nice and warm on a chilly night. It does sound like he has found his calling. Found and wrapped it up. <laughs> so, moving right along, Sally, please give us a little background on today's story. Today's story was sent to us anonymously, but I think it may have some bearing on our investigation. Well, you've piqued my curiosity, Sally. Please play it. Around high noon on that memorable day, yours truly was aroused from meditations by sounds of two children screaming hysterically. Mommy! The pig's loose! The pig's out! In case you're wondering, 
Piggy is well over 200 pounds of stubbornness and a lot more strength than I ever thought possible. So I could see why the kids were intimidated. After all, the full thing had knocked me down enough times in the preceding few days when I'd gone to feed it. By the time I'd found my boots and reached the area of Piggy's domain, the older of my kids had prepared to do battle in order to save her little brother, who was still yelling. Mommy! Apparently the electric fence had shorted out in two and a half feet of snow, and the pig had simply trod over the upper wire in search of morsels more tempting than swine feed. Being knowledgeable in swine lore, I thought I'd sweet talk it. Here, piggy piggy, let's go back to your nice cozy pen. Of course, it ignored me and started rooting its way around the house, scattering outraged dogs and cats along the way. Now what should I do? So began a half-hearted round of phone calls, informing various neighbors to please be on the lookout for the beast. No one had seen it, but after a while we spotted it heading up the road, coincidentally called Hog Run. Oh well, better do something about it. Grabbing a couple of ears of corn and an old broom, I headed down the hill after it. So, picture this. We're in rural West Virginia in the winter. Snow was piled high enough to allow Piggy, the family pet, no, more like the proverbial albatross hanging around my neck, to stroll out of his pen, up and over the fence. I'm from New York, so the cold doesn't bother me. But where are the snowplows? I am trudging through two, no, three-foot snowdrifts with a broom and a couple of ears of corn. I'm a small woman, a buck ten soaking wet, chasing a 225-pound pig coming through the snow. I am not happy, but has got to be done. At the corner of our property, our road connects with a couple of others in a roundabout configuration. This was not my first rodeo, as they like to say. Roundabouts are pretty common in the Northeast. But as I follow Piggy's tracks into the roundabout, they tighten into a circle, then peel off into other circles, only to regain the inner circle. I was getting dizzy. Eventually, I found what I thought were his exit tracks and followed them out. Did she say roundabout? Yes, she did. Like the magic roundabout from Swindon? Oh, I think I know where this is going. On down the road, I came across a haystack at the edge of a field, just off the road. To be honest, if I hadn't seen the same track for the last couple of months, I would have thought it was an igloo. Anyway, as I got close, the haystack, or igloo, exploded and Piggy exited in a quick dash up the road. Well, at least I was on the right trail. With my corn and broom in hand, I continued to follow Piggy's track. I then came upon a small shack, and when I say shack, I mean shack. It was made of sticks. I saw Piggy's tracks circle around the house, but didn't leave. So unless he looped back using the same footprints, I knew I had him. Maybe the inhabitants saw Piggy approaching and took him in to get him out of the snow. So I knocked on the door. Hello? Hey, this is Joe, your neighbor just up the road. Our pig got out of its pen and I'm trying to track it down. His prints lead up to your house. Have you tried using corn to lure it back? Yeah, I have a couple of ears with me. Oh good. Stick one through the mail slot 
and I'll verify your pig will take it. If so, I'll open the door and you can leave it home. What luck. A little empathy and a good neighbor. I'll have the pig back in no time. So I pushed the ear of corn through a hole in the door. Well, the next thing I knew, I heard sounds of the corn being eaten. Hey, sounds like... Caught myself. You know, it sounded like Piggy, but not just the noise from the corn being eaten. But was Piggy talking? Piggy? In an instant, like the haystack igloo structure, the shack exploded as Piggy tore out and headed down the road at a full run. At that moment, I was more surprised about the house exploding and Piggy running off than the fact that Piggy was talking. I stood there for a moment. What had just happened? Was I in a twilight zone? Or fallen into George Orwell's animal farm? Breathe. In. Out. In. Out. Now, I have two small kids waiting at home and a rather large investment for a farm roaming through the snow-covered hills of West Virginia. All right, this is nothing more than a strong woman from Queens can handle. I headed down off the road following Piggy's track. After a few minutes, I noticed I was coming upon a brick house. Keep in mind, I was walking in blinding snow. It was hard to see more than 10 feet in front of me. But yeah, the tracks led up to the house and didn't seem to leave. But I was ready for Piggy this time. Then just before knocking, something pretty funny occurred to me. I know I commented about falling into an episode of Twilight Zone or into the pages of Animal Farm. But here I was, chasing a pig from house to house. First a straw house, then a house made of sticks, and now a house made of bricks. Well, I'm no wolf, but I am pretty crafty. Why, Sally, it kind of sounds like she fell into a book. But I'm guessing the three little pigs, not Animal Farm. It does make one wonder. Hello? Here, piggy, piggy. I've got some nice corn for you. Open up the door and come out. We'll go back to the farm and you can roll around in the mud. I know you like that, piggy. What? Oh, Piggy, let's not play games. Don't make me huff and puff and blow your house down. I beg your pardon? Come on, Piggy, let's go back to the barn. It's much better than this dump. At this point, the front door flew open and a rather angry woman stepped out with her own broom. Well, I never. I took two steps back. Oh, excuse me. I'm looking for our pig. I'm not your pig. Surprising us both, Piggy came tearing out from around the corner of the house, heading straight for me. I would like to say I'd simply enticed Piggy to the barn with more corn and locked him in. Actually, if you want to be picky about it, Piggy chased me to the barn at a dead run, and it was only luck that had it locked inside instead of me. Well, for the next few weeks, I visited Piggy at least twice a day. Each time, I spent considerable time trying to get him to talk. I tried more food, I tried reading to him from the paper, and asking his opinion about local politics. I even tried working through a crossword puzzle with him, but didn't get any help. Eventually, gave up and figured I had imagined the whole thing. 
wasn't until many years later that when recounting this adventure in a conversation with my kids, my son asked, You mean the talking pig? Whatever happened to him? My daughter was quick to answer. We ate him. Before I could say anything else, they said their goodbyes and disconnected from the Zoom session. I hadn't ever mentioned that Piggy could speak. What? Was I crazy? I was a young mother from New York living in rural West Virginia. I did not want to get locked up in a backcountry asylum. Cordy, there was also a note and object attached to the recording. What's the object? And what does the note say? Another one bites the dust. Signed, the goat. The goat? Another one bites the dust was from Queen's 1980 album, and of course the goat refers to the greatest of all times. Yeah, I remember. Seems like the killer's taunting us. What about the object, Sally? It should be on the table in front of you. Oh, there it is. It's similar to the candidate's medallion, although it has several rings that all seem to move independently, each with a variety of symbols. Curdy, on the back of the note is a series of symbols. A cipher, I bet. And maybe this medallion's the decoder. But I don't recognize any of the symbols. Curdy, we have a caller. A caller? Who is it? It is Charlie. Charlie, our human lie detector, put her through. Hey, Curdy, I was listening to your story, and I've got something to say. And what's that? B.S. I call B.S. You don't think Joe was chasing Piggy through the snow? I don't think it was Joe. I think it was the killer, and they are giving us a clue. A clue? Like the game? No, but it will help us win the game. Okay, what is it? Curdy, we lost the call. Try to get her back. We need to hear what Charlie discovered. On it. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time. To our listeners, we're asking for your help. If you've noticed a clue in the story, if you have any ideas that may help us find the killer, please join our team and send us a message via spacecroutons.com. And for goodness sake, please be aware of your surroundings, and please, please, please try to keep peace in your heart. Until our next story time. If you want to join in, it might have to have some hints. Tell your friends and neighbors, we'll be adding capers to the space group on season 3.14. Let's go! This is Sally with a reminder to our listeners to visit us on spacecroutons.com, follow us on YouTube, 
Listen to us on your favorite streaming service, and to tell your friends. Your appreciation means a lot and allows us to continue on this journey. Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Joe Mitchell, Jeff, and Jerry. Story based upon a 70s newspaper column by Joe Reinerson Mitchell. Original music by Della, Jeff, John, and Jerry. Production by Jeff and Jerry. Featuring the voice talents of Joel, Clara, Della, Joe Mitchell, Eric Reinerson, Jean, Patsy Puckett, Jeff, and Sally. Entire work, copyright 2022, by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio Production.